everybody, welcome back to the Sunny Day Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. Jillian, how you doing? This is the last episode we're recording in this batch. It is. I'm excited. It's you been, too. uh, what, we're at two and a half hours so far. We started at two o'clock. It's now 4.30, so one more. Yeah, not not our worst timing, honestly. No. We've, we've gone much longer for less episodes, so. And that's with us having little uh, tangents in between recording right. episodes, talking about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and mm-hmm. the UK series Skins. Yeah, Skins. So, Excellent. Watch it. Yeah, it's about already. to be taken off of... No, by the time this comes out, it'll already have been taken off of Netflix. <sighs> Tough. Tough. Unfortunate timing. It is. All right, well... <laughs> so, <laughs> what, are, what are we watching today? Or I guess reviewing, not watching. We already watched uh, it. So, what we're discussing today... Uh, is season one, episode 11 and 12, which uh, the first episode, I will always have trouble pronouncing this. It's Somnambulist. Um, I literally had to look up how to pronounce this, and I'm still probably saying it wrong. Um, But yeah, so we're talking about that episode and also uh, season one, episode 12, Expecting. Cool. Let's get into it. All right, so... I hate Expecting. All right, but anyway... (laughs) I just like... (laughs) blasted back of what that episode is anyways that's, that's why when uh when you offered to help out with notes mm. i was like well you like doyle better than i do so why don't you take hero and parting gifts because you'll be a little nicer to doyle around his whole death and i'll take expecting because it's awkward it's awkward <laughs> enough to talk about it's got to be more awkward to talk about as a guy yeah. so <laughs> yeah so uh but we'll we'll get there um so somnambulist uh actually uh the definition of that is sleepwalker, which makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, that is the last time I'm going to see the title of this episode. because it, That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, originally aired January 18th, 2000. So I believe this was actually... Yeah, so this would have been their first episode back after, like, the Christmas, New Year's mm-hmm. holidays. Yeah. Um, so originally aired January 18th, 2000, written by Tim Minear and directed by Winrich Colby, um, that's a that's a new name on the director's yeah. list. I don't think we've had that before. No series. Uh, so the episode opens and we see a woman running down an alleyway. She is caught by a vampire wearing like a weird metal pointy nail on his thumb. Um, I don't know how else to explain it, but I know that's not explained well. It's like a bugle, well. but metal. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's call that. It's it's a metal bugle. Mm-hmm. Right. Not not bugle like instrument bugle like the the chip chip yeah, yeah. I'm like is it a chip is it a candy yeah it's like a corn chip <laughs> yeah good uh, for making witch claws you know witch hands with <laughs> it's like the equivalent of uh, making a duck bill with Pringles oh yeah um, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so yeah that's basically what it looks like mm. um he uses it to cut the woman's face before he bites and kills her. The camera pans down and we see the vampire is Angel. Uh, not all great. Of a sudden, this is modern times. No, this is not good. No. <laughs> um, all of a sudden we see Angel waking up in his bed. Clearly he has been dreaming, but the dream still like startled him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Kate in a police car uh, headed to a crime scene. This is the first time we've seen her in, wow, five episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, this is why, like, I have trouble connecting with her as a character because mm-hmm. she's nope, just like so randomly shows up. Yeah. Um. So, 
let's see. Uh, we see her come across the woman who was just murdered in Angel's dream. So we learn that this is um, not only real, but this is the third person to be killed with like a cross cut into their face uh, in some short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning, Angel is grumpy from lack of sleep. Uh, Wesley comes in wanting to compare notes on the current demonic activity going on in L.A., except he's got nothing and neither does Cordelia. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy Wesley's here. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley is so clearly desperate for just other people to talk to. Yep. Um, he's like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood and I brought you up your mail. And Cordelia's like, that's not our mail. That's the dentist office next door. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I needed something to break the ice. Yeah. Um, uh... So he wants to try to join Team Angel because uh, while the, the the solo thing isn't really working out so well. <laughs> really, the rogue demon hunter thing isn't isn't panning out, Wesley. <laughs> there aren't a lot of rogue demons. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, it's a problem. <laughs> um, let's see. Angel heads to Kate to get some information on a license plate from a runaway case they're working on. Uh, while there, Kate shows him crime scene photos from a string of murders of people with crosses cut into their cheeks. Clearly Angel knows more than he's telling Kate. Mm. Uh, Just a a real appropriate thing to show a civilian. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know he's a private investigator, but as they mentioned in Hero, don't really have a license for that. Mm -mm. So. The the powers that be don't really uh, just send you documentation. (laughs) If filing Um, taxes is a nightmare and you work for them. Yep. Uh, Kate puts together a suspect profile of the killer, which conveniently matches up pretty close to Angel. Uh, white male, <laughs> charming, attractive, loner, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, recent something about recently got out of a long term relationship. Yeah. Blah blah blah. It's like you're getting all of the, like okay, nothing against the people who put together these profiles, but like these suspects seemingly do not have anything in common. Mm-hmm. Um. It takes like Angel looking at these things later to figure out what the pattern is and what's going on, but it's just like, right. how did you come up with all of this? It seems a little uh, too convenient. <laughs> um, to to make a reference to your shirt, her putting together this profile was super yeah. easy, really inconvenient. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Wesley returns to the office to speak with Cordelia. He has heard about the killings and connected it with some of his old watcher info. In the late 1700s, apparently it was Angelus's calling card to carve crosses into victims' cheeks. Cordelia is defending Angel to Wesley when Angel shows up and tells them both that it's true. And it's yeah. like, it's really, it's really nice to see, like, you know, Wesley goes to Cordelia. He literally has a folder on it that's labeled mm. Angel <laughs> and is like, Look at all this research. Like, it's clearly Angel. Oh, my God. Mm. And Cordelia's like, get out. <laughs> just just get out. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to have you telling me that this is Angel. This is not mm. Angel. He's a good person. And, like, I know him better than anybody and blah, blah, mm. blah. So it's like, I, I got to give it to Cordelia. Like, she will defend Angel. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, Angel tells them that he doesn't have any memory of killing the victims, um, but he has been having dreams about killing them. Um, uh, They think Angel may be sleepwalking and committing the murders. 
So Angel asks Wesley and Cordelia to chain him to his bed for the day while he's sleeping. That night he has a dream. See, here's my concern is that these people are being killed in the pre-dawn hours. But mm -hmm. it's like, why was Angel asleep during that time? Yeah, he's definitely had to adjust his schedule, I guess, to, to keep up with the business. Well, I mean, his whole thing back in, uh, oh, what was it, In the Dark, when Spike showed up and the whole Gemma mm -hmm. Mamara thing was like, I need to stay in the night to protect the people who get killed during that time and blah, blah, blah. It seems like he's awake a lot of the day. Yeah. I don't know. No, he's like, maybe vampires don't need as much sleep. I don't know. Maybe. That's one of the things for Buffy, right? Like, Slayers don't need sleep, which is it kind of enables so. her to, you know, stay awake for school and then also hunt until the early hours of the morning. I guess so. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Angel asks Cordelia and Wesley to chain into the bed for the day while he's sleeping. That night he has a dream, but this time it's a flashback. Um to like him and a protege he had 200 years ago uh his protege is played by jeremy renner renner aka hawkeye yeah this is 1999 this is before like the hurt locker 28 weeks later like and obviously the avengers this is this just goes to show how tough it is to make it in hollywood <laughs> like this guy was out there grinding before mm -hmm. he became hawkeye you know which uh, I will not apologize for the fact that I will be referring to him as Vampire Hawkeye for the rest of this episode. <laughs> Henceforth. <laughs> um, so let's see. Angel fills Cordy and Wesley in on the history of the killer. He mentions that he used to have a connection with those that he sired, which may explain the dreams. Um, the only two vampires we know that Angel ever sired were this Vampire Hawkeye and Drusilla. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I guess it makes sense that this has never come up, that he has some sort of connection with the vampires that he sires, but it just was interesting to me. Um, Angel suggests that he lead Kate to Vampire Hawkeye. He goes to the police station to try to warn her without telling her that the killer is a vampire. Um, but after seeing some of the crime scene photos, Angel realizes that Vampire Hawkeye is reliving some of his old murders, and Angel is able to predict who the next victim will be. Angel also provides a sketch of the murderer, um... On his way out, Angel swipes a radio out of a cop car. The radio is literally huge. <laughs> I have no idea how he managed this. Right. Um, it's like the kind of radio that you would imagine they would like put literally like in the dashboard of mm -hmm. the cop car. It's like, right. how did you manage to get this? No idea. Okay. Vampire strength, um, I guess. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, Wesley and Angel plan to basically follow the police so they'll know as soon as they find the killer. Uh, we see that Vampire Hawkeye um, chooses as Angel predicted that he would, and uh, Angel and Wesley are able to overhear the police radio when the police have tracked him down. Uh, Vampire Hawkeye escapes the police by basically flying through the air into a second-story window of a <laughs> nearby abandoned building. Kate decides to go in alone after him for reasons. <clears throat> And none of the other cops argue this. Right. She's like, okay, I'm going to go in and get him. And it's like, okay. <laughs> um, Angel scales a drain pipe and jumps in the same uh, building from the roof. They really wanted him to be Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kate finds Vampire Hawkeye first, uh, delivering a warning that he should stop moving or she'll shoot. 
Um, he doesn't stop moving. She shoots him three times. Kate approaches him, checking for a pulse before holstering her weapon. She doesn't know that he's a vampire and didn't have a pulse to begin with. Vampire Hawkeye takes her by surprise and would have killed her if Angel didn't come crashing through the ceiling. Uh, Angel, Angel and Vampire Hawkeye talk buddy-buddy for a few minutes while Kate calls for backup that never shows up. Um, Vampire Hawkeye invites Angel to have a drink with him, meaning Kate, but Angel says that he's not here for that, he's here to kill him. Angel um, like lets his vamp face out, scaring the crap out of Kate, who lays stunned on the floor. Uh, Kate finally, after like they... Angel and Vampire Hawkeye, like, fight for a while, so eventually she kind of pulls herself together enough to stand up to try to shoot again, but Vampire Hawkeye throws Angel into her, knocking them both down and allowing Vampire Hawkeye to escape. Yeah, it's kind of similar to when Spike versus Angel. It's like, ah, oh, and jealous. This is so great. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a surprise. Buddy, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> uh, so let's see. Kate and Angel have... Um, have a discussion. Kate asks Angel what he is. He says she already knows the answer. Angel tells Kate it's going to take a lot more than guns to bring down the killer. It'll take sunlight, decapitation, or a stake through the heart. Kate doesn't believe him. Uh, the next day, Vampire Hawkeye goes to Angel Investigations. We see him talking to Cordy under the guise of hiring their services. Uh, he sweet talks Cordelia into giving up Kate's name so that he can track her down because Angel cares for her. Cordelia fig figures out in time who Vampire Hawkeye is and that he's pumping her for information. She saves herself by opening the window and being protected by the sunlight. This gets Angel's attention. The two trade verbal, uh, verbal insults until Wesley walks in. Vampire Hawkeye throws Wesley into Cordy and Angel, giving him a head start to run out the door. That's his move. <laughs> yeah. He just throws people into people. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Angel tracks Kate down uh, to her apartment. She's been doing her research and is tracked down all the other times Vampire Hawkeye has been in L.A. over the centuries. She also knows who Angelus is and doesn't recognize the difference between Angel and Angelus. She says that the next time she encounters Vampire Hawkeye, she's going to run a stake through his heart. And if she ever sees Angel again, she'll do the same to him. Uh, Wesley and Cordelia are doing research on their own. Um... Now that they know that Vampire Hawkeye's been in L.A. before, it turns out that he always stays at the same hotel, so they track him down there. Through pictures and information he left behind in the apartment, they uh, find out Vampire Hawkeye is planning to attack children. So let's see. Uh, at the police station, Kate is gathering all of the cops to track down Vampire Hawkeye. She shows them his picture and Angel's picture, as she believes tracking Angel will be the key to finding the killer. Uh, because they have a history and she thinks that Vampire Hawkeye will go after Angel. Turns out she was wrong and he's actually in the police station listening to all of this uh, and attacks all the cops, then grabs Kate. Angel shows up at the police station to warn Kate about Vampire Hawkeye attacking the school children, only to find basically all of the police officers <laughs> fleeing the building. <laughs> They're like all jumping in their cars and running away. <laughs> um... Vampire Hawkeye has taken Kate into the sewers. Angel shows up, saves her, and starts fighting Vampire Hawkeye. He pins Angel and is seemingly about to and Angel seemingly about to lose the fight when Kate stabs Angel through the stomach with a piece of wood, going through him and dusting Vampire Hawkeye in the process. I don't know how she had the like, like a weird strength. angle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she's got like this big piece of wood. 
that she shoves like in Angel's stomach and then up to hit Vampire Hawkeye's heart mm -hmm. because he's standing behind Angel. But it's like, how did she have the strength to push this thing of wood all the way through Angel? Yeah, yeah when Buffy does Angel. stuff like this, okay, fine. Yeah. When Slayer's a normal strength. person does this, doesn't make any sense. I mean, call it adrenaline all you want, but I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. We're talking about like mothers lifting cars off their babies level of mm. strength here, right? Um, so yeah, uh, episode wraps up with the scene of Angel and Cordy on the roof. Angel is worried because he enjoyed the dreams of killing people, and he's afraid that he hasn't changed. Cordy tells him that the powers that be know the difference between Angel and Angelus, and Angel is their warrior. Episode ends with Cordy promising that if Angel ever turned evil again, she would kill him. <laughs> That's great. So, watch pass. What's your rating? Um, pass. Ooh, Prudolph. No Hawkeye uh, love. The only important plot piece of this is that Kate now knows that Angel's a vampire. Mm -hmm. Which is such like a minor thing. I feel like it could very easily be covered in like a last time on. Right. But yeah. I give this a 7 uh, out of 10 for me. I like this episode. I like Jeremy Renner as an actor and I uh, thought it was cool that he was in this. And that's probably why he's part of the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> Hoping that um, other people will be like, wait, what? Jeremy Renner? Angel? Now I have to remember to put him in the thumbnail. <laughs> I'll remind you. Don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah, otherwise it would have been Cordy with the blood in her mouth and expecting. Mm. So, okay. I'll have to remember. Um, but yeah, I'd give this a six. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, boy. Expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I have, like, a page and a half of notes on this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, expecting. Season 1, episode 12. This is gonna be a little bit awkward to talk about, so we're just gonna try to get through it as best we can. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Originally aired January 25th, 2000, written by Howard Gordon and directed by Dave David Samel. Cordy is getting ready at the office to head out on her date night. Wesley stops by the office looking for some demon fighting action. Or some word puzzle 3D action. Uh, poor guy is clearly just lonely. Yeah. He'd be down for trivia night at the bar, I'm sure. He'd be anything. As long as the, as long as the bar serves tea. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we find out that Cordy is dating a fashion photographer, uh, and that night would be their third date. There's a cute little exchange between Angel and Cordy, with Angel asking Cordy, like, why didn't you tell me you were seeing someone? Right. Again, like, Angel becomes, like, Cordy's best girlfriend. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. um, Cordy has a vision that Angel and Wesley need to distract her friends. Uh, Angel slyly gets Cordy to fill him in on her vision while also not drawing, like, suspicion, uh, suspicion of her friends. Uh, Cordy heads out with her friends while Angel and Wesley head back, or head to track down the demon baby thing that Cordy saw in her vision. <laughs> Um, Cordy's date is a bit of a Parker, which, oh, okay. uh, 
I'm sorry, Passion of the Nerd pointed this out in his video, and I could not unsee it. Mm-hmm. So I refer to him as Parker 2.0 throughout the rest Gross. of my notes. For anybody, <laughs> for anybody hit, uh, who did not see Buffy and doesn't know who Parker is, um, basically Parker was a character. He was a sweet talker with a tragic story, very big, sad puppy dog eyes, mm. who likes to uh, use his sad story to pull in the ladies. Yeah. Is there is there any better he's way a, to explain that? He's a fuckboy. I don't... You know? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, except that, like, he... I don't know. It's part of the definition of that, that they use, like, their tragic story to, like, gain sympathy and trust. <laughs> yeah, just, just do whatever it takes. And then ditch. <laughs> yep. Not good. No. Stay away from Parker's. Yeah. Um, so Cordy brings Parker 2.0 back to her place where Fanta Dennis tries everything he can uh, to like kind of try to kill the mood. Uh, mm-hmm. He turns on and off lights. He starts playing very unromantic polka music. Um, yeah, Dennis is like, I, this guy's vibe. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. She tells Dennis to knock it off, and she and Parker 2.0 head to the bed head to the bedroom. The next morning, Cordy wakes up alone and very, very pregnant, like eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah, not good. No. Uh, Angel and Wesley show up at Cordy's apartment, worried about her. Uh, Angel breaks open the door, and the two of them find Cordy. She tells the guys what happened. Angel tells Cordy to call Parker 2.0, but the number has been disconnected. Angel and Wesley head out to try to figure out what's going on. Uh, Angel and Wesley have a conversation about what to do about Cordelia and her baby. They're worried because demons born to human mothers typically kill the mothers during childbirth. Uh, They're also concerned because she became pregnant so quickly, they're afraid that she could give birth at any moment, which, Mm -hmm. considering how big she is, not an unfair assessment of the situation. Yeah. Wesley is tasked with bringing Cordy to a prenatal appointment to find out what's growing inside of her while Angel heads out to go find Parker. Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, At the prenatal appointment, they estimate Cordelia is about eight and a half months pregnant. They do an ultrasound where they count six or more heartbeats. Uh, Yeah, yeah. horrifying. Yeah, they're like, "Um, we're gonna want to do some tests. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um... Angel heads out to go find one of Cordelia's friends, hoping she can help uh, help him track down Parker 2.0, but turns out that she's massively pregnant as well. Yeah. And chain-smoking and drinking to try to kill whatever is inside of her. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's not like a normal pregnancy, obviously. This is bad. So, back at the doctor's appointment, the doctor extracts some of the amniotic fluid, which immediately breaks the syringe and melts the floor where it lands. So that's good. It's like, and this is inside of Cordelia. Yeah. Um, Wesley brings Cordelia back to Angel's apartment. Cordelia starts acting um, psychic and can read Wesley's brain. Um, she can tell that there are seven children growing inside of her and she can hear them all. She seemingly keeps going in and out of being happy she's pregnant and scared. Uh, things start going really wrong when Cordelia starts drinking uh, Angel's pig's blood out of the fridge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I would say that's going really wrong. Yeah, it's not great. Not great. 
Uh, Angel tracks Parker 2.0 down to a gun club where he beats the crap out of him. Turns out that the guy is human, and he and his friends got the girls pregnant with demon sperm uh, for money and fame. Yeah. Uh, the guys attempt to straight-up murder Angel by shooting him multiple times, but Angel recovers quickly and kicks all their asses. Good. Uh, Wesley tracks down the demon father, tells Cordelia uh, that now that they figured out like what the father is, uh, they can figure out how to stop whatever's happening to her. Cordelia turns on Wesley, beating him with the big book, and saying that no one's going to hurt her babies. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cordelia finds her way to an old factory where she meets up with the other women who have uh, recently been impregnated by this demon. Turns out they are physic or so sorry, turns out they are psychically linked to the demon who is controlling all the women and bringing um, them to him. So they can all give birth at the same time. There's six of them, six women. Mm. Um, the ladies dress in white robes and wade into what looks like a toxic hot tub. It really does. It really does. <laughs> I have to imagine that it's actually a hot tub. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got that that very, uh, very knowing like hot tub railing, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're just like, that's a hot tub. Yeah. Um, so all the women are in the toxic hot tub, uh, demon daddy shows up standing like 12 feet tall. Um, Wesley and Angel show up and save Cordelia. They use liquid nitrogen to kill, uh, daddy demon, which instantly kills the demon babies. Uh, the ladies are no longer pregnant. Cordelia smashes the frozen demon and everyone leaves. <laughs> Good. Um, Wesley and Angel welcome Cordelia back to the office. She assures the guys that she's okay and that, uh, you know, she's she's like, I learned something from this experience. Um, men are evil? Nope. Already knew that. <laughs> um, and she says something else, too. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, but she's like, no, really. Like, what I learned is that I have two people that I absolutely trust with my life. And uh, the guys are adorably touched, and Wesley starts to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. All oh, right, yeah. so, Watch Pass, what is your rating on this one? You can pass. Yeah, I don't like it's, this episode. No, it's awkward, it's weird, it does not have any uh, long-reaching consequences. It's very much a standalone episode. Um, yeah, uh, I'd give this one, like, a Yep, that's that's exactly what I gave it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ugh. <laughs> I don't like it, this episode. <laughs> is this like your heebie-jeebie episode? Like how I fall to pieces is mine? Yeah, maybe that might be a good way to put it. <laughs> Just like makes your skin crawl. It does. I mean, it's so <laughs> bad. Ugh. This is very much like a like a. It's like its own mini trope within like the mm -hmm. sci-fi, yeah. the whole like mystical pregnancy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate it every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always awful. <laughs> Actually, uh, not the last time we will see something like that popping up in this series. Yeah. So, <sighs> not not to this degree, but um, mm. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to uh, give a shout-out to or anything before we get on out of here? Um, 
If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I'm at Julian underscore Swan, that's Swan with two ends. I have no, like, hey, let me know if you like this. Let me know if you didn't mm. like this. It's like, these episodes are kind of just subpar episodes. So <laughs> if you disagree with me, let me know, I guess. Fair but... enough. <laughs> yeah, if you disagree with me about this being a terrible episode, you can find me on Twitter at the fake BMAR. It's B-M-A-R-R. You can find the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Get Everything on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Wicked Get Everything. Um... As I've always said, we don't know the fate of TikTok at this point, so we'll, we'll see in a month from now where we're at. <clears throat> but until then, thank you so much for watching this episode. We'll see you in the next one. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. Fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.